Hey everybody, this is Cassie Yost and you're listening to another episode of Wedding Salt. Today is going to be a short one. I know that my last episode was so long. So sorry. Um, I went all over the place. I wanted to talk really quickly today about my workflow for Instagram just because I uh, think that, you know, everyone has some kind of method that they use for Instagram. I really should take a course or, (laughs) I don't know, take some kind of course for Instagram. But um, I do want to talk about how I make Instagram work for me in terms of like not being super stressful. And I really think that it took me a couple years to stop doing the whole comparison game and relying on Instagram. I never really relied on Instagram. I, I've i said in previous episodes that this year was the first year that I started getting inquiries from Instagram. And so, you know, there's probably a reason behind it. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's just uh, people are seeing my work, um, the kind of editing and my style and what I'm putting out there being more consistent. I really think that's what it is. But I did want to chat about what I do just so maybe you have less overwhelm with Instagram and find it to be a little bit easier and just more of a tool for communicating your brand. So I broke it down into five areas. The first one is batching captions and finding topics for captions because I know a lot of people they will say, how do you come up with your captions? And when I do more of like an in-depth caption, how how did I come up with that? And so I'm going to talk about that. Vendor tagging tips, curating my feed, Instagram bio, um, and the Instagram bio page. So when you click on the link, uh, where does that take you? And the name. And this one is one that I actually stole from my good friend, Emma K Films. Her podcast is amazing with Hannah. It is We Got You, the We Got You podcast. It's really great. And Emma just posted on her Instagram a tip for getting people to find you more by changing the name um, in your bio to a keyword that people search for. So I'll talk about that. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is batching captions and finding topics for captions. So here is my trick. What I do like once a month for like an hour, and it goes by super fast because once you get in the flow of this, it will just zoom right by. I will get a Google Doc open and I have a Google document in my Google Drive that is literally just for Instagram captions. And what I do is I write out the caption And then I will uh, pull my vendor list. So if I'm if I'm tagging or if I'm actually um, posting images that have vendors in them, like from a wedding or styled shoot, I will put the tags below the caption so I know. um, Okay, this this particular caption is going to go with this um, photo in particular. And I just pull that into my Planoly or if you use Tailwind to batch post, you can pull it in and put it into the photo that has that particular set of vendors included in it. So I, what I do 
is I will start to write some captions. And what I pull from are personal life. And I have three kind of pillars, I guess, that I talk about. I pull from personal life, maybe talking about um, and being personal about things that I'm struggling with or um, something that is happening in my life that I'm excited about or even talking about something that I'm looking forward to that I'm about to do. I also pull from what happened on a wedding day or the styled shoot that the photo is lined up with. And I think it's really useful if you are, you know, taking notes when you're talking to clients, when you're on the phone with them to learn more about their story. And also after a wedding day, really quickly while you're in your phone, just type down, you know, in your notes app, some really cute stories of either something that happened on the wedding day or during the toasts, what people said about the couple, because, you know, you may not remember what they said two weeks later. So that's a really good way to just honestly generate really great content for your captions. The other, the other place that I pull from is obviously I talk with you all about solving business problems or, you know, something that I, um, that I've discovered in my business or something that's helpful, um, for you or something that's helpful for other clients. So I guess that's four pillars helpful advice for couples, helpful advice for other wedding vendors, uh, anecdotes from things that happened at weddings or styled shoots, and then my personal life. So there, there are four kind of like pillars to pull from. And I think if you get stuck, what, what I've done in the past is I've gone to like brides.com or wedding blogs or um, old, uh, not old Instagram posts, old blog posts where I've written tips and tricks for clients. And I just recycle those. There's no reason why you can't recycle old posts that you've written. Um, Obviously don't recycle word for word what (laughs) other wedding blogs have said, but I go to wedding blogs and wedding websites to get ideas and then I make my own caption. So you never want to copy what anyone else says. But if I'm like, gosh, I don't know what to talk about to couples. Um, what should I say? I would go to brides.com or Green Wedding Shoes and see what kind of trending topics they're talking about. And then, you know, if one of the topics is how to reduce your guest count or maybe how to have the perfect wedding day timeline. You can make your own little caption for what you think you could do for the best wedding day timeline or recommendations to not have a rushed wedding day, like the top three tips. When you get in that mode of writing captions and you find all these topics, it becomes super fast or the process becomes super fast and you can write really quickly and it's super helpful to you because you don't have to sit there for 10 minutes thinking of, well, what am I going to write for my captions? When you're in the zone and you're writing and you're thinking and trying to find different topics and brainstorming, it's actually really easy and it's super quick. And I think that is like the biggest secret when it comes to 
creating really engaging um, captions. Of course, I'm not going to lie. Like there's days where I'll post a one sentence caption. You don't have to be perfect every single time. But if you do want to show up consistently and just save time for captions where you don't have to think about it and you can batch it and put it on uh, Planoly or whatever, whatever app you use to auto-publish your Instagram posts, you can just load the entire month with those captions, copy and paste, and then have them auto-post for you. And that's what I do typically in the summer when I know that I'm just going to be so bombarded with editing and shooting weddings, but I still want to show up is I can do it like two months ahead of time. You could even do it three months ahead of time where you have three months worth of captions. Um, And I know that sounds like a lot, but if you're on a roll, (laughs) you can really get a lot of captions done. Um, one of the other things, if you do helpful blog posts, like I said, for clients, you can just take little snippets out of paragraphs and just throw them in, uh, for captions for, for your Instagram posts. So that is like one of the biggest secrets and one of the easiest ways to, um, have captions and show up consistently on Instagram. And that's what I do because I really just don't have time to sit for 10 to 20 minutes a day thinking about what I'm going to post, what my caption's going to be, finding the vendor tags and setting all that up. If I just take the time and batch it, it goes by so fast. And then I don't have to think about it for another month. So that's number one. Number two, vendor tagging tips. Um, If you are using Planoly or Tailwind or anything like that, um, you want to make sure that you have a list uh, either on your phone in the notes app or on a Google document that has a list of all of the vendors from each shoot or each wedding. And I'm sure you probably already do this and just have it all on one page or one note. That way you can copy it directly from there and just paste it into either the um, the caption itself, or what I do is I will post the, um, no, I do that. Yeah, I put it below my caption, the, the vendor tags, just so, you know, because you want everybody tagged, you have to find a method that works for you. You can do it on the batching document and just make sure you match up the image the correct image with the vendor tag or do it after you've batched everything and you have all of your photos loaded, then go in and make sure you have all the tags that are connected to each photo listed below your caption. So whichever method works for you, um, just make sure you have a list of all of your vendors for all of the different shoots and weddings that you've done uh, handy so that you can just pop them in and it's easy to go. And then you don't have to worry about, oh, did I forget to tag these vendors? So that that is super helpful. And I have the notes app on my phone and that's what I do whenever um, I know that something's going to go live or post for me. Number three, curating my feed. I think um, this is the one kind of thing that I've always stuck to, even if I never really had a a specific strategy or, you know, I don't know, there's, 
so many things you can do and people worry about when to post, how much to post, all that stuff. And honestly, I really don't think that we could ever beat the algorithm and whining about the algorithm change. Not that you're whining, but getting upset at the algorithm changing and not working for you. Honestly, it's an app. We have no control over it. And you just got to like accept that and just go with the flow. Honestly, like I've accepted a long time ago that I don't understand the algorithm and I'm not going to try and fight it because I'm trying to run a business and I've got other things I need to manage. So I'm just going to show up how I can and that's fine. Like you don't have to show up any way other than like what you're capable of. If you want to put more effort into it, then sure, do it. But don't let people make you feel like you have to do 10 reels a day and do all this stuff if you can't do it. Showing up is enough. <laughs> At least it's it's worked that way for me. So the only thing that I've really done and stuck with is curating my feed. And I know that this is it's such a pain in the butt. And I do spend a lot of time on it, to be honest with you, because I do want my photos to look cohesive and look good next to each other. Because when people look at your your Instagram page, they form an instant opinion, like not even half a second into looking at your, your page, right? And they either decide that they like what they see or they don't. And so I have spent a lot of time, probably a couple hours a week, to be honest, like trying to find the right photos and rearranging them on Planoly. Um, And what I do is I try to alternate up close with far away shots, uh, shots that use a lot of negative space next to shots that are really messy and have a lot going on because visually your eye needs a place to rest. And, you know, you, you learn this in, if you take art class, they talk about having places for your eye to visually rest. And that's why negative space is so good in art. And so you need to consider your entire feed, or at least the first nine, as a cohesive whole. And um, I kind of, I try to think of it as like a mood board. And I try to make my Instagram feel like a mood board because if it feels good to a client, then they're going to want to go to my website and learn more, right? So it's kind of like the hook that grabs the attention. And then if people want to know more and learn more about like what I do and see full galleries, they would go to my website. So I do spend a lot of time curating my feed. That is one thing that I've always been consistent about. And I know that that really does take a lot of time. But I, I've seen, I feel like I've seen success because of it. Uh, so that is definitely one thing that I, I do recommend. Now I'm going to go to number four, which is the Instagram bio page. And this is the page that like when someone clicks on the link in your bio, the little page that they go to. And what you can do, you can do like a link tree or I think there's this, this website called Milkshake or something like that, where you can have a custom link page made. But what I actually did was I went onto my website and I made a separate page that's not even linked to my navigation on my website. That is just a page that I designed that when people click on it from my Instagram, it goes to this page that I I designed personally, and it looks very tailored to my website. 
And I just, you know, made little titles for different areas, like click here to go to my website or click here to contact me or blogs or whatever. And I'm able to design the way that it looks and feels so that it is cohesive with my brand because I just didn't like Linktree the way it looked. It just didn't align with my brand and it was always glitchy and it wouldn't work. And people said they were clicking on it and it would take them to an error page and I just didn't have control over it. So I didn't do the link tree. I just made my own page on my website and made that my link page that you click to when you click from Instagram. So you can do that. Um, You can also do Linktree. I'm sure Linktree is working by now. Uh, there's There's other places that you can go to make a really um, cohesive kind of link page that you click to off of your Instagram bio. Uh, so think about that. And then think about the, uh, the last part here. And I said name, but I also want to talk about the actual words that you use in your bio. So the, the thing, the last thing I'm going to talk about is the name. So where you typically write your name in your Instagram bio, if you go to edit profile and it says name, my friend Emma K, I can't take uh, credit for this. She's a genius. Uh, you put in what keyword you want to rank for. So for me, I wanted to rank for editorial wedding photographer. You could put in there Oregon wedding photographer or Oregon wedding planner or what have you. And then in your bio, then write your name. And the, the reason why is because the name is like a keyword in Google. So if people are searching for wedding photographer, editorial wedding photographer, or what have you, the the name is what Instagram will pull first and show up in their feed. So that is like a huge help. When I changed this, I, I had so many more people follow me. It was crazy. It was like a light switch on. And of course, it's not going to like drastically uh, change everything, but it can be really helpful. So consider the name um, to be your keyword. And then for the bio, it's important. I mean, you can put what kind of vendor you are and what style and maybe some uh, words that people describe your work as. But I think it's more important to put your email in your bio because sometimes people, they're like, yeah, oh my gosh, I love what she does. I want to get a hold of them. And they don't want to click to your website. So make it really easy for people. And I've said this in my last episode, make it easy for people to contact you. If they have to search, like if you have to click through multiple things to buy something on a website, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to find someone else. So make it easy for people. Put your email address in your bio. And then I included three words that people typically describe my work as or what drew them to me. And so I recommend putting that in there if, you, if you're not sure what to put in your bio and a short description of what kind of vendor you are. And I put film and digital wedding photographers so people knew that I did, that I do um, film photography as well as digital photography. So 
you know, you can include so much more in your bio, but those to me are the most important things. And I think it is important to also show where you're located. Sometimes people will email me um, or find me on Instagram and they're on the East Coast and I send them a quote. They're like, hey, I'd love to get engagement photos. And I'm like, you do know that I'm in Portland, Oregon, right? And they're like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I did not know that. Um, sometimes people just don't read the the bio fully, but it is important to make sure that it clearly says where you're located because people do, you know, people aren't always willing to pay to fly you out for their engagement session, right? Even though I know photographers and other vendors want to travel, um, it's just important to be transparent with, uh, clients so that they can make their own decisions. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my little, my little Ted talk, but, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I do for Instagram. And I don't spend a lot of time on strategy for Instagram. I'm just now dipping my toe into reels, but it's mainly the main thing that I I want to convey is that if you have captions that serve your audience and find ways, you know, in your stories to help them with planning or serve them or provide really good information, that is what Instagram wants. And that's what social media is for, is to help other people to solve their problems if you're a business um, or to connect with them somehow. And that's that's what I use it for. I connect with people and I think that organic, um, honest approach is really important. And that's, that's how I've just done it for the past four years. So, uh, if you do have recommendations for really great (laughs) Instagram, uh, courses, you know, I would be interested in hearing those DM them to me and, uh, maybe I'll, I'll give one a try, but that's all I have for this this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will check in with you all later. All right. Bye, everybody.